adore your souls, knock them relentlessly. You're one of God and a collective of everything. We're literally the same matter as the trees, the stars, the breeze, that alone we breathe. The only truth is interconnectedness. Separation is only forgetfulness. Wake up to this grounded existence, led by soul where the world stands witness. Alrighty, welcome back to the Second Paradigm Podcast. We're doing a Monday edition today <laughs> uh, because we spent some time in a rabbit hole. For we sure. need some time to come back out. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the quarantine edition. Welcome to the <laughs> quarantine edition. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So weird. Life is weird. Life is weird right now. It is very weird. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that like we'd be over this and we could talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like this is really the only thing. Yeah, to it's talk true. About. Yeah, I think most mm-hmm. of the collective right now is kind of spinning in in one of a few narratives. So mm-hmm. I think it feels very helpful since we just spent a lot of time in a rabbit hole. It feels very purposeful that we kind of went in. I think we both yeah. felt a big intuitive nudge to yeah. go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. just to talk not about the things we learn necessarily as truth, but the things we learned from the perspective of the power of a narrative. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think today's podcast will be called something along those lines like the power of a narrative and it'll probably be a better title than that oh Mm -hmm. i think that's great Mm -hmm. but yeah it feels like there'll be more words yeah so where do you want to start i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not sure um i sent one of our friends a uh a message well she sent us a a thing that someone had written yeah i didn't read the article oh you read the article yeah do you want to just briefly kind of touch on what it was? Do you remember? Um, No. Okay. I don't actually remember in this moment. So this is the thing I wrote back because it was essentially like, hey, there's this, the article was called, here's a little history lesson for everyone on both sides of the political divide. I think it's important. Um, and she was like, uh, is this really true? And he said something along the lines of, uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah. And that's just, and, that's and there just were pieces it right of it that like actually bothered me because of my own research Mm -hmm. um it just wasn't true yeah like just little like little just tweaks to to Mm storylines that things get twisted and things get construed as something other than what they are yeah and then that becomes the headline even though that's not even what was said Mm -hmm. but that becomes like the truth yeah even though when you go back and research it you're like wait that's not what they said they didn't mm-hmm. say that i remember like a while ago when the whole kids at the border thing was going on and we mm-hmm. were living at my mom's i'm like wait a second kids at the border i'm like i guarantee this shit was going on when obama was president yeah. and then i listened to this boring it literally put me to sleep this Funny. boring thing press conference that he did in the rose garden about the kids at the border and it was so dry and so monotone mm-hmm. and it was the same freaking thing funny mm-hmm. and i was like oh nothing's changed yeah i remember doing i was doing a daily news show back then uh-huh. the daily wake up and yeah i talked about it i talked about how essentially this has been happening for a really long time we've always had a problem with immigration we mm-hmm. just don't know what to do with people who want to come into this country yeah we yeah. just don't, just period. We yeah. just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. We obviously don't have an endless amount of everything just in this little one pocket of the world. Yeah. And the fact that our life is, our quality of life here is better than the quality of life of Mexico makes it really tempting for people to want to come in. But yeah, we don't know how sure. to handle that. For sure. And that ends up with really, really weird policies and mm-hmm. things. And like, it's the same thing, right? We went to Target. And like the policy that comes down is like, hey, make sure you're wiping down the... Uh, self-scan the self-scan and just everything after each person i lost my shit guys i literally lost my shit i know we talked about it for like half an hour afterwards 
Mm-hmm. I was like, my love. Because I was just this is ridiculous. screaming at him. I was so irritated. Let's just lay a little bit of the story because it feels important. Yeah. So we go in and the lady asks us to take a step back, right? We, we walk up to the You have to stand machine. on the fucking red dots that are six feet apart. Maybe. Are they six feet apart from the edge or are they six feet apart from the middles? Who knows? Yeah. So you're roughly six feet apart from everyone. But then someone leaves and we walk up to the self-scan like you do at any place. Yeah. And she says, she looks at us like angrily. She's mm-hmm. snappy. She's rude. And she's like, uh, hold on. You have to wait for me to clean this. And then she comes over with a rag that she's been wiping down all the things with for probably hours. Yeah, no just, spray. No spray. And just wipes down the things with this rag. It's like, listen, lady, you're making this worse. Yeah. There's four <laughs> self-scans. You're taking the germs from all of them and putting them into a pool on this rag. And then you're wiping down your germ rag yeah. onto this thing. This is probably cleaner uh-huh. before you touch it than after. Yep. So Miriam got really, really oh, frustrated. Oh, I got so pissed thing. because efficiency. And because yeah. like, if you're going to tell me to stop and wait, then you better, like, first of all, I don't like being told what to do. We all know this. So if you're going to tell me what to do and then it doesn't make any fucking sense what you're doing, like why you're telling me to wait. And then I watch you act like a moron. I'm like, wow, where is the critical thinking? Like, where is like sovereignty? Where is personal power? Because like any just an inkling of forethought Mm -hmm. puts it in your brain that like, oh, I'm going to actually tell my boss this is a bad idea because all I'm doing is smearing COVID everywhere. Yes. Right. But like, no, because she's still operating under like fear and scarcity and being a robot and not thinking for herself. And it yeah. drives me fucking insane. So, so this is the problem, right? This is the thing. Like when orders come down from the top, they come down with really good intentions, right? Like let's handle immigration at the border or let's make sure that all of our things are wiped down mm-hmm. so we can stop the spread of this thing. Like, like mm-hmm. let's take this seriously as an organization. But the implementation's often crappy. It's shit. And it's hard from the top of, of like the executive orders, whether you're in a company or whether you're running a country, yeah. to know exactly how things are going to look unless you're there and you say, oh, just just do this. Like that's mm-hmm. common sense. But it's it's hard when you're a few layers of separation away to to make things work. And I think that's what happened with the kids at the border too. Yeah. Like it's nobody was like, all right, so we're going to make sure that we take the mothers away from their children mm-hmm. and then put everyone in terrible living environments. That was never the right. intention. No. It was like, all right, we needed to detain these people. Let's do the best we can, but we can't put a shit ton of money into this. Right. I imagine that was kind of the thing. Yeah. We can't put a shit ton of money into this. So let's like, we'll have these, these areas and we'll have them in, in prisons and they're not the best, but like they came in illegally. We got to put them somewhere. And then like, we got to detain the parents or we got to prosecute the parents, but we can't prosecute the kids because you know, that was, that's, that's what actually happened. Mm -hmm. The parents were being prosecuted, but not the kids. And that's why they got separated. That policy from the top makes sense, but in the implementation, it was atrocious. Totally. And I think we're seeing the same same thing thing right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Target. Yeah, with these like executive orders that come down through the So through I was the ranks. convinced that I should just get a job and work on the Target sanitation yeah, team. And I was like, my love, you can make a much bigger difference outside of Target than inside of Target. This, that's not what's here. It's, and I was just so yeah. angry because yeah. like it's, it's the same fucking thing. Like it's no different. I guess to me, mm-hmm. I hope that we are waking up into our sovereignty and into our own personal power and making decisions and critical thinking. I hope yeah. that that's what this does. But then when I go out there and I see more people acting as the same robotic autopilot people that they were two weeks ago, it's infuriating to me. Yeah. I'm like, hello, is anybody in there? What yeah. the fuck is going on? 
Yeah. It's just like, wait a second. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously this is why I don't have a job or a boss or anybody to tell me what to do because like I pushed back on everything. Anytime there was something sent down from corporate and this is why we have to do the thing. I was always like, wait, why this doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. What about this? What about this? Like, yeah, I asked a zillion different questions because I needed to be sold on the idea and I needed to be like bought into it. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. And nor am I going to get my team to do it? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's a level of critical thinking that requires you to like really sit down and like question all the things that are coming down. And that's the same skill I think that now you're using to make sense of the news, the same skill that now you're using to make sense of all these headlines. Cause I think I really, I really, really want to unpack the power of a narrative Mm -hmm. and just give an example using the target thing of how, sorry, there's someone fucking grinding back here. So if you can hear this, someone's building a shelf or something, (laughs) but the power of a narrative. So imagine we really didn't like target. Imagine mm-hmm. we were Walmart executives mm-hmm. and we went out and did an investigative report on Target, right? We could Annotation spin, practices. yes, yeah. we could go in and spin a thing mm-hmm. that says Target's new practices speed up the spread, spread of-, of COVID-19 mm-hmm. and we could lay out all the things mm-hmm. and it would be true. Yeah. And we could make it about a target executive or something overstepping their powers or we could we could spin it in any mm-hmm. way, shape or form mm-hmm. because there's truth there. But the only reason we would do that is if we really didn't like Target. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if we liked Target, we'd be like, oh, well, they're doing their best and there just wouldn't be a story there mm-hmm. or we wouldn't print a story. Mm-hmm. So I think today what we're seeing. I wanted to print the story, folks. <laughs> it feels so important to remember that the elections are happening right now. Mm-hmm. That that's what's up for everyone right now. That, I mean, even Bernie Sanders and Biden, them putting out the statements that they're doing, it's a part of their campaign. Yeah. Trump. There's always an like the underlying narrative, the underlying like totally, foundational truth in all of this. Totally. Yeah. Trump having run on the economy and all of those things, there's reasons why he wants to get the stock market back up that aren't just he wants the best for the country. Right. He's recognizing that there are legitimate, there are legitimate like things in this election. There's the there's legitimate points in this election that he gets to run on if this goes a certain way and if mm-hmm. you can spin it a certain way, we're so consumed with the headlines. We're so consumed yeah. with these little tidbits that, that so much of politics is watching those little headlines and watching those little spins and mm-hmm. being able to spin off other spinoffs, other spinoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's getting harder and harder to find the truth. So from someone who's on the ground floor of civilization, mm-hmm. right? When we're looking out and we're trying to make sense of truth, if we don't see the narratives, it's incredibly, incredibly hard to then understand what's actually happening out there. Yeah. It's incredibly hard to make sense of truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Make sense of this guy I saw in a second. <laughs> I know. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Everybody's home now, so everyone's doing the projects. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a little um, break and come back? No, no. No? It's All right. fine. Because right, as soon as we stop, then he'll stop and then... It'll be just, be, we'll like just be angry at him. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> give him the middle finger out the window. <laughs> yeah. Not really. I don't know. Um, yeah. It's pretty wild. Like, 
Yeah, I don't even know. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels important to unpack various well, narratives. I think that's why it's important to question things too and yeah. to question authority, like to question everything, the president, the government. Yeah, there's all these like, because still at the end of the day, like I haven't really seen that much of an evolution of humanity. Like we're still blaming other people. Yeah. Like the blame is either on Trump that he didn't close the borders soon enough. But then when he tried to close them in January, he was called a racist. But now like Biden's r- running up ads and saying that, you know, that Trump, this is all his fault. And that if he closed the border sooner, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, wait, what? Like there is no like actual like winning when everyone's just blaming one another. Mm-hmm. And I think when I, that's what chapter two is going to be about. I wrote this like little short story thing. Mm. It came in like really quick. Like chapter one came in super quick. It's on my Facebook page. And then chapter two, um, I think it's going to be about like the blaming and like the, the different narratives Funny. of everything that's cool. from the perspective of 20, 2059, mm-hmm. um, which just feels cool. I love that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I just think it's interesting how things get flipped around so much and and mm-hmm. I've been listening with open ears and like what it what it what does it look like to be a Trump supporter like when you lean into that narrative and yeah. you and you do that like what does that look like so I'm like huh okay so let me listen for, with that perspective and it's funny because Trump never called the coronavirus a hoax that's not true they did say it on Fox News which gets lumped into like him because that's mm-hmm. his like that's his channel um but it was interesting because he called the way in which I think we were responding to it a hoax. It was similar to Elon's tweet. Elon mm-hmm. Musk tweeted out about um, the way in which we're responding essentially to this pandemic yeah. with all of this fear. That's the problem. Like mm-hmm. the, this, that's, that's the issue here. Um, so I don't know. I think it's interesting how things get twisted and, and shuffled around. And that was one of the things in the article that our friend sent us that, I that stood out to me I was like no he didn't call it a hoax I even went back and listened to his press conferences to hear if he called it a hoax and he didn't Mm -hmm. so it's just fascinating because I'm like oh okay but that's an easy thing he says hoax all the time so it's easy to like lump that with him Mm -hmm. I mean my you know my mom even uses their language you know she like talks like Fox News yeah um but yeah It's just really interesting. It's interesting to listen from a different person's point of view or a different collective's perspective. Mm -hmm. And then still also like listening for truths in that too. And Mm -hmm. I mean, mostly what I consume as far as news goes is like pretty liberal. It's the late night comedians. I'm always interested in like what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're clipping stuff for their perspective and their narrative and like who knows who's backed by who with all of the money that goes around and like this person gets paid off to say this thing and this you know this network is sponsored by this group of people who doesn't like trump and blah 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 like Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day like truly end of the day he is doing his job as a disruptor to humanity like look at his fucking charts (laughs) pull them all up human design gene keys astrology whatever you want He's literally doing exactly what he came here to do, which is to disrupt and to help awaken. And I have been a supporter of him in that role since like day one. I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is all for the betterment of humanity. Yeah. Whether 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, however, <laughs> however you want to look at it. I just, I feel that so deeply in me and I, I like, I can, I know that like why else, mm -hmm. why else would we have collectively agreed to have this like orange, <laughs> like <laughs> strange looking man yeah. represent us as a nation like that's that's wild like even if there was Russian interference and even if the elections were rigged which I always have thought they were because how can that possibly be accurate it doesn't make any sense to me that like they're literally numbers on a screen like I don't actually think they're truth like they, they've never felt like truth to me yeah for eons so all of that stuff like no matter what the system is the actual reality of what's happening here is that is that Trump is our president and he's here to help awaken us. Like, I truly believe that. But I don't believe it from the perspective of, like, the evangelical Christians that he's our savior. Like, when you talk to my mom, she believes and sees that Trump is going to free Israel. He's helping to, <laughs> yeah, to fulfill a biblical prophecy of restoring Israel to its glory. And in doing so, bringing about Armageddon. In doing so, bringing forth some sort of paradise or rapture but that, for all of the Christians. That I don't see. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. I can understand it, but it's just not, it's not my belief. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just think like ultimately like all of this stuff is for the betterment of humanity. If mm -hmm. we choose to use it as that, mm -hmm. if we choose to continue to wake up and to do our work and to, and to do what we're really here to do, like there's mm -hmm. a part of me that wants to be an investigative journalist and when I told my mom that, she said I'd be fired <laughs> because I wouldn't be able to lie and I would be mm. telling these honest stories. And she's right. I probably would all again be out of a job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just from even a news media perspective and like look at YouTube, the same thing that's happening to all these YouTube kids where they're getting lost in the numbers. They're making yeah. content that gets them in trouble. Yeah. They're like radicalizing their personalities and identities yeah, to get more characters. views, to get more likes. Yeah. It's the exact same thing the news has to do to stay relevant. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cause otherwise why would you click on it? Like totally. that's boring. Yeah. yeah. You want to, it's clickbait. Very few people click on a very calm and grounded, full <laughs> comprehensive view of what's happening with COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. They just don't. No, they click so on, boring. here's how Trump fucked this up. Yep. Or like Trump's lost six weeks is how some people are calling it. Yep. But those narratives aren't the full truth. Well, yeah, we haven't lost anything. <laughs> it's yeah. not even possible. So, I, I well, I want to read my response real quick. Okay. To this. Yes. Because the so this conversation with a friend was kind of going back and forth between you and her, mm -hmm. not for long, but you just you were just like, you were touching on lots of the points that you just touched on now. Yeah. And I sent back. I said the truth. I keep coming back to is something like this. There's a pocket of people that see Trump as a racist idiot. Mm -hmm. You can find evidence for that all over the place. Yep. There's another pocket of people that see Trump as their savior, literally, and that he's helping to usher in a new world. There's plenty of things out there to support that idea, too. Right? You can find mm -hmm. evidence for anything. Yep. So there's evidence for whatever narrative you want to. But those are the two really, really big pockets. Then there's another pocket that has no idea what's going on outside of a few tidbits from those two pockets that are highly invested in the political narratives. Mm -hmm. The 2020 election is so tied up in all these narratives. So much of this is either evidence for or against the reelection of Trump. The actual truth is really, really hard to pin down. So I check in and I sit with what's really mine to do here. Yep. And I realize that the large majority of us are really just swept up in this because our lives have changed and we don't know quite yet how to make sense of it. Yep. But ultimately, when I sit with it, this isn't mine to figure out. Mm -hmm. 
that's really hard for me to be with, but feels the most true. Things need to play out. All the narratives need to be broken and truer truths need to come to the surface. Yep. But I'm not a politician or a news reporter or even a conspiracy theorist. Like I don't have a conspiracy <laughs> YouTube channel. Like I'm a spiritual teacher. So the more I can get out of trying to figure it out, the more I can get back to my own expression. Yeah, love that. And I think that's, that's exactly what's really it. here. And the the thing that I learned the most from going to this far right perspective, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we took in, we went and listened to Alex Jones. We yep. went and watched like lots of Q and on stuff. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get like Follow what? The yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like what's the far, far right saying? Because if we're far, far left, very far left, then what's the far right saying? Yeah. And the more I took in that, I hit this period of massive cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. where like nothing made sense. Everything was rattling. I just felt like depressed and like I had no sense of what was happening. Mm -hmm. But then at some point it started to pop through and I saw that that narrative was wrong. But then when I looked back at the narrative that I was convinced of, that was also wrong. And there's something really empowering about going to the other side getting so entrenched in it that you can see it as true as the beliefs that you held before and then it all breaks yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that's really where i want people to be able to land in all of this is recognizing that none of these narratives are true yeah it's not true that trump is a total idiot who's done nothing good for this country yeah because he has done a lot of good things for this Uh country and you can find evidence of the great things that he's done for this country the stock market the unemployment rate and even the Sex Even the sex trafficking, yeah. huge arrests, like yeah. four times the arrests and of what was happening with Obama. It's wild. There's the even been that more done. arrests too um, with this COVID-19 and lockdown. Funny. There was one recently, I think just today in Italy um, yeah. of this man that was yeah, in that whole world. There's like a whole sex trafficking ring, which is yeah. wild. And my brain has a really hard time believing that. Same. Um But yeah, Um, but there's just there's just all these different spins on that narrative with Mm COVID-19 and the people that are the stars and celebrities that are getting sick, but they're really maybe on house arrest or whatever Mm -hmm. the things are. And the whole like fake arrest about um, Oprah and Ellen and Tom Hanks and like you name it, like there's there's all these little like fragmented stories. whether or not they're true, I don't know, but it, it gave me greater mm-hmm. perspective of like, oh, okay, like something's not right, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like there's something off here. And yeah. Yeah. I I just, I just, I, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess mm-hmm. now, if people were starting to be arrested and taken in for these charges or these allegations. And yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, I think there's places where those pockets go overboard mm-hmm. and they kind For of sure. just assume that everyone in Hollywood or assume yep. that everyone in politics is bad and corrupt. Yeah. But to go the complete opposite perspective where like, oh, that doesn't exist here. Yeah. That's also not true. Right. You know, because right. there there absolutely is corruption. There absolutely mm-hmm. are these terrible things. And there absolutely are, I mean, as hard as it is for me to be with, there absolutely are people who worship Satan yep. and who do like blood sacrifices and crazy shit. Yeah. And I imagine that that stuff happens in some of the really, really high power circles. Yeah. Like it, it just makes sense. Right. It just makes sense. Yeah. And why does it make sense? Well, it makes sense from, from my perspective where I'm landing in it is 
we've been running on the first paradigm. We've been running on these kind of darkish paradigms for a long time mm-hmm. where our survival, our material, our emotional desires, our greed, our fear, all of these things have been running the show. And when those things are running the show, it's really easy for beings that aren't of the light to come in and play and manipulate and and like tug on our basic biological hardware it makes sense that people would be tugged so hard that they would lose themselves that these darker paradigms and beings would become a piece of their identity and that they would play out really really crazy cringy stuff that doesn't make sense when you're listening to your intuition and your soul or you still have a handle on right and wrong from a light perspective or from a Mm -hmm. truth perspective or where we're ultimately kind of voting where Mm -hmm. we want this civilization to go it makes sense that you'd lose track of that and want to pull into your basic survival mechanisms and preserve and lie and steal and cheat and whatever you need to do to be able to to fulfill your own personal agenda it makes sense that things like that exist i don't know to the extent that it exists within power structures i don't know to the extent of of our monetary system and all of those things but i look at the structure of our civilization and the room for corruption is massive Mm -hmm. there's so much space to be a corrupt person. Yeah. I even look at personal development and I watch people manipulate clients and help them in ways that aren't really helping for yeah. their own personal gain. And I'm like, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like th- it's Micro, no different. Uh-huh. Of uh-huh. course, in power structures at the very top, it'd be the same as these little power structures that we're all building right. unconsciously, of course. And when it's at a massive scale, the atrocities get, get even bigger. So I sit with it and I go, okay, of course, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to come back out and realize that like, it's not ours to figure out or, or to like, to shine a light on all these things, yeah. you know, that like these things are coming out already. Mm-hmm. And the more that we can step into our own power and into our own truth, yes. then we are radiating, you could say the opposite. Yep. We're radiating more access to that soul truth, more yep. access to our own innate wisdom. And the more we have access to that, the more we see through those things. Yeah. And I think we focus so much on uprooting the darkness or uprooting the terrible people. Yeah. And we don't focus on the 80% in the middle of people who have no idea what's going on and have, don't have access to their truth and are just running these basic top-down orders to make sure that they don't die next week to make sure that the self-scan's clean totally (laughs) we don't look at the huge portion of the population that's currently awakening that if they did have access to their soul truth yeah if they did have access to their own inner wisdom they wouldn't be manipulatable right and if if right. 90% of the world is woken up and isn't willing to be manipulated, what power does anyone have that's trying to yeah, manipulate exactly, anything? Exactly. Exactly. Right? So I think we focus, we focus more on like, how do we get rid of the darkness and how do we, mm-hmm. and it's like, listen, let's just wake up the population. Yeah. Let's keep doing our work in the world, keep radiating our light yep. and all of the solutions to all of these problems, right? Imagine the most brilliant scientists in the world having access to that innate soul wisdom yeah. and truth that's guiding them towards things that help them to develop the things that are ultimately for the highest benefit of mankind yeah that's fucking where it's at yeah it's about waking up the world not about focusing in and like and bashing on all of the things that we can find and going down all these rabbit holes and losing ourselves and no longer shining our light in the world anymore right. and i think that's where i'm starting to land in more and mm-hmm. more as all these narratives are breaking i'm like Oh, I, I I got swept up in the current. Mm-hmm. I got swept up in the collective. I got mm-hmm. swept up in culture. Yep. And and this is my chance to take a step back and go, okay, what am I actually here to do? Mm-hmm. What's my actual essence? What's my actual contribution to this world? And really, what's the thing I came here to do and be? Yeah. Totally. I love that. Yeah. That's why it's so important to like find your own truth and have access oh to your God, own yeah. truth and ask questions and 
yeah, just be like mm-hmm. relentless <laughs> with your own inner knowing. Like it's just, yeah. it's so important because when and if the things do come down from the government where we're having to be chipped with the ID 2020, like yeah. there's that moment of like, oh, fuck off. Fuck no. Like that. Yeah. Like there's an, and it doesn't matter. It, like insert whatever. Mm-hmm. Insert anything that's like coming at you. Yeah. And, and when you're right with your own inner knowing, there's no shaking it. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I'm not participating in that. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, yeah, yep. You know what's funny? It almost feels like the way to to avoid that reality personally is to be informed. Mm. But I think it's actually the exact opposite. Like the more I go in mm-hmm. into all those narratives, the more I fucking lose myself. Yeah. The more I just get That's swept what, up. That kind of feels like the point, honestly. Yeah. It feels just as dark as the thing that it's fighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not actually of the light. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating because like if we're really, really tapped into our own truth, it doesn't matter what comes down the line. We're going to go, oh, that feels off. Yeah. And then if we need to know more, we'll go, this feels off. I need to know more. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do research then. Yeah. But to prepare for all the things that might happen and go mm-hmm. down to all these conspiratorial rabbit holes you end up losing yourself. Totally. Totally. Yeah. You lose yourself. You lose your message. It's interesting. I've seen this one circulating a bunch. David Wilcox. Cox. (laughs) 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 He, I don't like him. Like I've never liked him. I don't like him. Sorry, David, if you're listening to this. (laughs) That's so funny. funny. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know something about him, but there's this like three hour thing that video that he has on YouTube that's been just like buzzing around mm-hmm. and it's about like the 10 days of darkness, but it's actually going to be three and we're not going to be able to communicate with each other and da da da. But yeah. he's had all these motherfucking predictions. I don't believe shit that comes out of that man's mouth. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't. Um, yeah. Well, his actual reality context is that we're going to ascend into rainbow light oh, bodies. Oh, that's true. We he- did yeah, hear yeah. him say that right out of his mouth at contact in the desert circa 2017. Yeah. And this I was is like, this man is a lunatic. We are not well, listen, ascending. I don't think there's anything. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. <laughs> I here's the thing. I think he's actually helping to lead these people into more and more truth. Okay. If you're okay. So listen, <laughs> if you're spinning in all of the conspiracies and in all of the things mm-hmm. to have someone refine things and to give something that's even slightly more true is really, really helpful. It moves the whole pocket forward. Mm-hmm. I think of the same thing with, with pockets of science where they're like, listen, I don't think there's any, there's no free will. Everything's completely deterministic and you are just a biological machine that's programmed through culture, through your childhood and through this ever raging current of humanity you make zero choices in your life everything is just is just a response to something that you've been programmed with and they see us completely as biology Mm -hmm. there are people i'm taking this college course right now it's funny i just there's a it's called edx or something like that not tedx but edx edx and you can take these like harvard courses and stuff and i'm taking one on libertarianism and free will and the obviously yeah <laughs> i was like do they have pottery on there <laughs> yeah well because I, I and it's cool because he's a neuroscientist mm-hmm. and he's in the field of neuroscience and he's trying to create an argument or room for that there is still free will that that we can't just take these little scientific 
threads and lose all of philosophy and lose all of the things that we've gleaned from over the years of all of this decision making and all of these these things on right and wrong and all of these all these things that we've come to we can't just look at the brain and go oh well like we're programmed so like it doesn't matter anyway mm-hmm. he's like that's that's not progress so he's pushing back mm-hmm. i see david wilcox i think wilcox or wilcox i actually I don't, don't know. know i think it's wilcox whatever <laughs> but i see him playing this very similar role where it's like listen let's push forward this field a little bit but we're we're just not playing those things. You know, we're not yeah. in these pockets. We're not in these fields. Our field of study is intuition and truth. Yeah. So we're pushing forward this pocket gotcha. and we're doing the same thing in spirituality, right? We're like, oh, listen, this thing where like you're constantly monitoring your thoughts and emotions and making yourself wrong. That's just remnants of Christi- Christianity repurposed in a new spiritual lingo. Mm-hmm. Stop making yourself wrong. Step back in your purpose, into your essence and like just move forward like be yourself in the world don't worry about your thoughts and emotions they're not creating your reality your choices are creating your reality like we're pushing back Mm -hmm. on that and i see everyone kind of doing that similarly across the board yeah yeah i don't know to me it just goes back to truth like yeah i'm just not interested in what he has to say i like want to be interested because i see it like buzzing around yeah and I want to be like informed yes. of our three days of darkness that we're going to have where we're going to have no technology and no mm-hmm. whatever. And then that's when they're going to arrest all the pedophiles is the yeah. is the said narrative. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, I had a friend reach out to me last week asking like, what would we do if technology went down and we couldn't communicate? I'm like, we would just telepathically communicate like we always do anyway. Like (laughs) that may sound totally ungrounded, but like uh, if you're one of my fellow pingers, you know, like we're not going to lose ourselves or each other. Like we don't, that's just doesn't have to, that doesn't have to be the truth in this. Yeah. Then we'd fucking go outside and talk to people and still build community with the people around us that we've been judging is different for so long. And we'd see how alike everyone in our entire community is. And then when the grid comes back online, we'd have all these new lessons for how to continue to move forward as ourselves with even deeper love and compassion for our neighbors. (laughs) All right. Yeah. There's this (laughs) one of my favorite authors, um, all through like my, like, I would say like 18 to like 28, maybe. Um, Jane Green, she is great. She wrote Jemima J and that was my first introduction to her. And I just, I really have loved all of her books. I haven't read the last couple, but she's just amazing. Um, and she was sharing, I follow her on Facebook and she shared the story Mm -hmm. of how she moved to this neighborhood. They bought a beach house and they have like, I think like five houses or something like that on the street mm-hmm. or they've lived there for five years. That's where the five comes in, not five houses. Um, and they've lived there for five years. And she, when one of the neighbors moved in, she made them cookies just as like to be neighborly and brought them over and that mm-hmm. whole thing and never heard a response from them. Nothing like no one ever communicated with each other. No one ever talked like everyone was super mm-hmm. introverted and isolated within their own little microcosm. And then since COVID-19, they've been all sitting outside in their front yard um, in their lawn chairs, just chatting and having like social hour and keeping social distance and being six feet apart. And she was just really excited and happy that her neighborhood is exactly what she wanted it to be. And even the teenagers are coming out of the house and sitting on the steps and engaging Mm -hmm. in conversation. And so it's just cool instead of them sitting in their backyard and, you know, that Mm -hmm. whole thing. So I just really liked that story. Hmm. It was heartwarming. I saved it. I saved it as an inspirational read mm-hmm. on my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 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 So along that same thread. Yeah, that's cool. 
it's just cool popping back out and going, all right, we're fine. Totally. Like as a collective, well, we're going to be okay. And we're going to sure. use this for our benefit. There's always a way that yes. soul uses our life, our circumstances, yes. individually and collectively for our benefit. Always. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There's nothing that can happen that we won't come out stronger, more embodied as ourself. Nothing. Because mm-hmm. any circumstance, there's always going to be some sliver of light that can be pulled from it. Yeah. There's always going to be something in your full Rolodex of all of the things that you've experienced in your life and all of your circumstances, there's going to be at least one thing that's in between you and the fullest embodiment of your soul that those circumstances are perfect to be able mm-hmm. to move or to yeah. see or to highlight. And it'll be so obvious looking back to totally. you're always totally. like, Oh yeah. yeah. I know with this whole COVID thing, like I get that it's real, but yesterday when I was in my like frenetic spin about the girls smearing COVID germs all over, I was like, yeah. this isn't fucking real. Like, not that the virus isn't real, but mm-hmm. the way in which we're responding to it doesn't feel something just feels massively off. Like my truth barometer is just like, mm-hmm. like it is just like, I just, I'm like, what in the world? Like it just doesn't match. Like something is amiss, like massively, like just something isn't right with this whole thing. And and that'll end up shaking out and I'm sure we'll end up seeing it. I, yeah, I don't yeah. know what the thing is that isn't right other yeah. than the way in which we're responding to it other than, I mean, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what's off, but something's off hmm. because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I think what's actually here in like a bigger truth is that like, we as humans are fucking tired and worn down and we're sick of working and we like this break Mm -hmm. aside from those that are like in the hospitals working a gajillion hours. Mm -hmm. And I also see narratives where people are staffs getting cut because there aren't enough people in the hospitals. They're at like 35% capacity, not a hundred and something. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard there's so many people filing for unemployment right now that all the systems are breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's wild. And I think this is what we've been wanting. Yeah. Like, and I, I think and hope that people are waking up to the idea that they don't have to just be another cog in somebody else's wheel. Mm-hmm. And like they don't have to run on autopilot. Like they can actually like embody their soul's essence and do what they came here to do. And like maybe that guy that's out there sawing wood, like maybe he starts like actually like working at farmers markets and like making wood things for people mm-hmm. and like does this instead mm-hmm. of whatever else he was doing half yeah. asleep. Like yeah. it's just it's there's got to be like a deeper truth in all of this that's that's igniting in people that's lighting up within people i hope Mm -hmm. because like it makes sense to me like we're not meant to like work under fluorescent lighting in these little cubicles like that's Mm -hmm. that's not natural nothing about that is is has nature in it at all (laughs) Like it just doesn't even make sense. And the fact that like people are, I imagine are getting out more and going for walks and like someone was saying like, Oh what now everyone's a marathon runner. Like, Mm -hmm. and yeah, good. Like I'm glad people are spending out time outside when they probably wouldn't before. And like, yeah, the dog's going on the 15th walk of the day. Good. Fucking good. Keep walking the dogs. Like this is great. Mm. And even yesterday, David and I drove up into the mountains. I'm telling you, like, you're not here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm. No, great. Yeah, I no, know. Yeah, keep going. It's well, fine. We went up into the mountains and it was just so nice. And it was so nice to see so many cars and so many people, like, off on trails and going on hikes. And mm-hmm. the parking lots were full. 
like it was just really cool I was like oh okay like life is still going on people were biking up and down the mountain like Mm -hmm. and it's funny because even walking around Sloan's Lake here in Denver like it's it looks I mean it's less crowded than what I've seen it in the past but like it's still filled with people and like it's funny the whole six foot thing whatever the fuck it feels so made up by the way like six feet like oh five and a half but then oh you pass someone so then you're literally like an inch from them like that's weird that we just like walk we like you know one person's walking one way one's walking the other don't know what to do it's it's so awkward it's it doesn't even make sense no we're all just kind of smiling and being like hi or people are darting their eyes the other way it's kind of a mixed bag Mm -hmm. um but it's just interesting because i think the social distancing or whatever the physical distancing is really mm-hmm. what it is not social distancing so stupid. okay yeah. physical distancing i feel like we were already were doing that like we already aren't super community based and oriented and like mm-hmm. huggy lovey mm-hmm. people interacting in the world like i think of seattle and how like introverted everyone was there is how it felt like everyone they would cross the street like so far in advance when you would walk by them on the block yeah it was like so strange so yeah i i just think we're seattle was prepared <laughs> seattle was prepared and they were the first place to yeah. have a first reported place in the case. US. yeah hmm. so i don't know it just it life doesn't seem that much different like i get that mm-hmm. it's different like i'm kind of annoyed i can't just go to a coffee shop like whatever maybe that's I don't know yeah I'm just annoyed I want to be able to go and sit down at a coffee shop like I I miss that I miss like taking photos of my like mug for here (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like I don't know I I miss those moments and also I don't know I don't think like life doesn't feel that much different Mm -hmm. I don't think we're interacting with each other we're not sudden like it's weird right like we still weren't saying hi when we were walking past people at the at the lake like you know like it's like we were still six feet apart from people yeah like our life's pretty much the same i mean we're not going out we go out for a walk but we're not like going and sitting in coffee shops or going and doing the things that we normally do or like i know i love exploring new neighborhoods through coffee shops and food yeah which we're not doing yeah i mean we we would go out basically every day yeah so we're not doing that but I think most people's lives are very different. Right well, that's now. what I'm saying. I'm like, well, very different. I feel super. My ego's doing a backflip because I feel like we've been prepared for this and we didn't even know what we were being fucking prepared for. Yeah. But like leaving our jobs and saying no to those things that weren't fully aligned, like we got hit with that a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because now I hope we can help make sense of this for people and usher them through and let them know they're not going to die. They're going to be okay. Yeah, they might run out of money, but like, so what? You'll still be fine because that's not that's not the end game. The end game yeah. isn't you run out of money and die. That's not how this works. Like, it's just not. Yeah. More money always comes in. It's always fucking weird. You don't expect it. And you're like, what? Like, someone wants to pay me for my, like, wooden sod table that i just made that's mm-hmm. weird like mm-hmm. i never saw that coming i wasn't gonna sell these oh weird i didn't know i could sell these yeah. like it's this whole freaking mind fuck that yeah. you go through oh maybe i'll post on shopify oh maybe i'll just shoot some videos of mm-hmm. me building these things yeah. oh wow i have a hundred thousand followers on youtube and everyone's <laughs> buying all these things and i have demand for the next six months backed yeah. up like, like oh, okay. i never saw this coming like well, uh, sorry boss i can't come back in uh, <laughs> i don't yeah. have a youtube following uh-huh. for my sod tables yeah 
Yeah. It's just wild. It's wild. Like you're never like my dentist said it best when she said the universe isn't going to bottom out on you. I was so scared. I'd left the Chopra Center. It was February 10th, 2017. Mm. And before the end of February, I wanted to make sure I got in for another cleaning before I ran out of insurance, mm-hmm. which again, that whole system is bananas. But yeah. there we were. And I told her I quit my job. And that's why I was like so adamant about getting in before the end of the month. And I told her I was scared. And she was like, oh, the universe isn't going to bottom out on you. You'll be fine. And I was like, oh, she's mm. right. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I trusted her. Because she drove a fucking Tesla. <laughs> I'm serious. I was like, uh-huh, this lady knows what's up. I mean, she fucking went out on a limb and started her own dental practice sure. with her husband. For sure. Like, I mean, we're doing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather go through the waves of, like, fear and not having enough money and having an abundance of money. And I would rather learn all these lessons doing something I love than doing something that I hate. Imagine losing money or getting fired from something that you hate. That was your safety net. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Those are hard lessons to learn. Yeah. And I think lots of people are learning those lessons right now. Yeah. Right now. And of course, when people are in this, they're going to turn to art. no, they're going to oh. turn to all of these narratives and get stuck up in them, oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, they're going to turn to art and their soul's essence. <laughs> and ideally, yeah, ideally they do turn to their art, whether that be Yeah, because I'm know, getting really is. sick and tired of the copy-pasted headline narratives on Facebook. Yeah. I my, my snooze button is in overdrive right now on yeah. Facebook, and I'm unfriending people. Once you see them, oh, it's I obvious. Love <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I got to. I just can't. Like, I can't even pretend like they're in my space. I'm snoozing and unfollowing a lot, too. Yeah, I can't even unfollow. I'm like, no, you still show up as a mutual friend to somebody, and I don't want to admit. (laughs) Or not even admit. I just don't even want to be in the same sphere as you. Like, no thanks. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. You've been really good at letting people drop for a really long time. Mm. Just letting things drop. I don't know. Really, really good. I couldn't let the Target girl drop. I know, but that's like a momentary thing. I just mean in general. <laughs> well, in thanks. General. Yeah, I just I just get, um, when I'm done, I'm done. I'm like, yep, I'm done. Bye. Sayonara. Sayonara. Peace. Yeah. Like, I'm out of here. I can't do this anymore. I have no explanation for you. It's just done. Yeah. And I know that's, it's hard to be on the receiving end of. I, I've been like scrutinized for that in the past of like cutting people off. Or like, oh, I know how you are, Miriam. You cut people out, so. Yeah, but that particular person was trying to manipulate you into a guilt-based friendship. Yeah, for sure. So that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that at the time. But I did feel bad about it because I'm like, man, I am like that. And then, of course, I went down the whole thing of like making myself bad and wrong. And But I actually think it's a, quite a gift. <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, like, to not play pretend and to just yeah. continue to engage with all that. Because you yeah. are more engaged with the people that are a fit for you than I've ever seen. I I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you talk to so many people. I just don't. I don't know. I'm not (laughs) built like that. I I have such a hard time. People message me and I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Like, it's great. I I love that you loved our life. Thanks. And then it kind of falls off. And I'm like, I don't know how the fuck you do it. You know, I don't know how you stay so engaged. Awesome. Awesome. I think because I'm genuinely interested and I like them. Hey. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Oh, no. No, no, no. I know, I know. I'm saying for me, I think that's how it sticks. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Yeah. No, it's so fine. It's so so fine. Backwards. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I do know what you mean. Like I, that's how it works for me. I yeah. guess. And I you know what? I mean, I think that's the role that you play so beautifully in the second paradigm is you do stay in contact and are keeping a pulse on all of our people. And it's so cool. Like mm-hmm. I'm constantly keeping a pulse on what's the next ideological thing that's going to come through. What's the next piece of the map that's going to yeah. come through. What's the thing that's here most for all these people teaching, to serve them. You're I'm teaching constantly the in, in teaching and in downloading mode constantly. Yeah. So it's hard for me to come out of that and then go, oh, yeah, like how you, how you doing? You know, it's hard for me to engage <laughs> in that way because I'm so like, yeah. like, all right, there's peace. And then there's this new piece coming through on self love. And here's the levels of clearance. And here's all the, the collectives tracking. Like I'm, I'm keeping a pulse yeah. on all of these things and I'm trying to make sense. of we went down this fucking conspiratory rabbit hole. Like what's the real reason? Why are we there? Like, what is, what's our thing to learn here? Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly in that navigating. Why do I feel so called to take this fucking course on free will from a college? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's so weird. The things I get drawn to, but yeah. that's, that's the yeah. thing that I'm constantly in. Yeah. And I feel like you're constantly in how are people doing and where are people and what are the messages and what are the things that are like getting them stuck and like what are the things that just aren't true that people are getting stuck in and you bring yeah. us topics and you rage on it and <laughs> we find deeper truth yeah. and of course all the things that you're feeling in all of our network and all the people that are coming to us they're also the same things that I'm pulling through yeah at the exact same time yeah always yeah always so it's I just it's awesome. us playing a role yeah yeah we can't yeah. compare I know I get insecure. You get insecure. I know. I get insecure that I'm not like smart enough or I'm not teachy enough or mappy enough. And I get insecure that I'm just a a dick. Don't, (laughs) just not good at friendships (laughs) or keeping in touch with people or all those things. You know, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Man. We just got to play our roles. And I hope through this whole thing that the narratives of Trump is a terrible person. So vote Democrat. And Trump is going to save us. So vote Republican. I hope those narratives become incredibly obvious in the news. Yeah. Because once you see it, it's so fucking obvious. Yeah. And then you go, this isn't a news article. But please don't. This is a political <laughs> campaign yeah. being reached down through the media, yeah. driving a narrative for specific political goals. I know. It felt so obvious to me the other day. I was like, damn, this is literally like what a better way to program the humans than by quarantining them in their house with technology that really all they have access to, I mean, they have access to the news, all these different networks, which are really only owned by like two or three or four. Six, six media companies total six for actual, for basically everything. Yes. Yeah, including like cartoon network and stuff, like mm-hmm. all still underneath the six. So that, so like what better way to program us than to have us mm-hmm. in our homes glued to our t- devices. It just mm-hmm. reminded me of like that, 1984 movie slash book like yeah. Big Brother George Orwell shit. People keep like, commenting COVID 1984. On oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. But yeah. seriously, like it's so wild. Like I'm like, oh, this is so easy. And I remember a friend of mine yeah. who works in with the military was talking about like propaganda and mm-hmm. how they, you know, I mean, when you're on a military base, like everything is geared towards like fighting and killing the enemy and like being a free nation and like there's all these posters and like it's no different outside of the military like there's this other lens of propaganda that's Mm -hmm. being put on us to believe and just like I that's where like the sovereignty and your own inner truth come in and like and because once you're connected to that like oh I'm just telling you there's like nothing that can sway you Mm -hmm. like even if you don't have any like facts or stance or anything to like back whatever your truth is on because that's how that's how it shows up for me a lot is like I don't fucking know I just know 
<laughs> like, I don't know why. I can't prove to you why I feel this way about David Wilcox. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. No, no, no. Not for me. Like, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can just stand in that. I don't need to defend it. I don't need to. Yeah. I used to think I did. And I think that's mm-hmm. why I had a really hard time with truth and with sharing what I thought. Because because yeah. people would want to know more as to, like, why I feel the way I mm-hmm. feel. And, like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But now it's crossed over to this place of like just just being able to stand in it no matter what, mm-hmm. even if the people around me are wanting more or disagreeing or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just being unwavering in, in your truth is like, oh, it's a beautiful thing. And that's the thing is like, it's not that we have to convince everyone that he's good or bad. And I think that's the that's such oh yeah a i don't care if people like him for sure and i think that's such a helpful lens because there's yeah. so many people out there and you look at all the narratives and they're trying to convince everyone that this is the objective truth yeah that this is just the absolute truth trump's an asshole and he needs to get kicked out or trump is mm-hmm. our savior that's going to bring israel back to its full glory or trump's our savior that's going to take down the cabal whatever the narrative is there's a very definitive like and we need to make sure everyone knows this but I think when you're tapped into your intuitive knowing, the, the messages that are coming through are for you. Yes. And then the messages that come through through you for other people, they're for a specific people. And the more that we recognize that this is so precise and that our soul's truth is so precise, I think that's where mm-hmm. we get to have those two or three days where we go into the conspiratorial rabbit hole yeah. and then there's a hard stop. Yeah. And then we... Then we pull back, we have all this space, and we download all of these knowings and all of these truths that then let us do this podcast. Yep. Like, like that's how soul works. Yeah. And if we were meant to go into, and right, we went to contact in the desert, and we learned oh all this stuff, God. right? We did get drawn into awful. all of that. And then there was a hard stop, and yep. then we pulled back, and then we learned a lot about how, you know, it really doesn't matter the specifics just, of all of these races. Let's yes. just fucking tap into our own truth and knowing. Right. Why are we getting so locked oh up God. in the geopolitical stance on... On, on disclosure why are we so concerned so, about that can, just total side note we went to contact yeah. in the desert summer 2017 and woof i did not like it 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 felt like it should have been called disclosure in the desert because everybody was bitching also, it's a better name well yeah alliteration <laughs> true <laughs> everyone was bitching about how the government hasn't disclosed that there are mm-hmm. ets or whatever the fuck it was just insane. Like it was just like a middle-aged bitch fest. And like, I just yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it is yeah. the bottom line. There was one night where they did do contact to make contact with ships using lasers. And the lady was just screaming the whole time at everybody. Remember yeah. she's just yelling. I was like, Oh my God, this place is like just bananas. Like, yeah. Anyway. So all of that to say, what was my point? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wish I could re- go back and listen to myself <laughs> so that mm-hmm. I could pick up my thought. Yeah. I mean, it was all about disclosure and about this very particular outcome. But okay. So this, and then I got pissed because I was like, what the fuck? Can't you just connect to your own goddamn truth and know that there is ETs? Why do you have to, why does the government need to disclose this? What is that going to do for you? Yeah. Like why why are you putting your power outside of yourself again, yes, yes, motherfuckers? Yes, yes. 
yes, we can quote, send me a quote, guys. I know all your, yeah. every time someone quotes me, there's a fuck in the, yeah. <laughs> in the thing. But seriously, like it's another, it's another narrative to, to remove your own personal power. Like, why can't I just sit here and, and know that life exists on other planets and other places and know that there are other beings that I can't see? Yeah. That's my truth. I believe it. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what race they are. I don't care if they're a Syrian and avian and Arctic. Arcturian like I just don't fucking mm -hmm. care and all of that is actually irrelevant mm -hmm. it doesn't fucking matter because what matters is what's here and what's here is a whole fucked up civilization <laughs> and we can actually learn a lot from those benevolent beings mm -hmm. but like we need to implement and embody our own selves here yeah you know how I see this whole thing how so this is a, that's a really good example. I love that you brought this up and went down this road because I wouldn't have taken it here. That narrative, the reason why they want disclosure, mm -hmm. it's not just because that would be cool. The reason they want disclosure is because once there's disclosure, then all of the technologies come out and all of the technologies come to the mainstream. So let's acknowledge that these ETs exist. Let's acknowledge that they have technologies that the government is hiding from us. Mm -hmm. And once we, once we get the government to admit that all these technologies exist, then we can have free power for everyone. Then we can have like space travel and all of these things mm -hmm. that are in the science fiction novels. We can have these things as a regular part of our life and that will save civilization. Mm -hmm. This is the fucking thing at the core of everything. We all have our different worldviews. And when I look at the debates that are actually happening, people believe that reality is something entirely different. Mm. That's our actual debate. There's no left and right. There's dozens of pockets of people that believe that reality is something entirely different. Some people believe that we were created here by an all-powerful God, and this is a test. Mm -hmm. And that a rule book was given to us, and if we follow the rule book, we pass the test. If we don't follow the rule book, we don't pass the test. That person, that evangelical Christian, is going to be operating in very different fucking ways than someone who believes that we're here by chance out in this massive this massive fucking big bang after effect or afterglow where life came by by chance or completely biology. There is no God. There is no anything. And there are these advanced species that our government who is trying to control us is trying to get us like that, that are is trying to keep from us. Mm -hmm. Like that person believes that what's going to quote unquote save us and make civilization better is completely different. Mm -hmm. We have all these visions of what should happen based on what we think reality is because the truth is we don't fucking know what reality is. Mm -hmm. We wake up in this thing in this body. We have no idea where we are, what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. We learn all of these rules and all of these things that make up civilization. We learn how to like walk and see and like perceive a cup three feet away, like recognize that it's not getting smaller as it's going away from our face, mm -hmm. you know, that there's death. Like we're learning all these things and then we're, we're convinced that we know what reality is based on all the things that people have told us or based on our research mm -hmm. in quotes, which is a bunch of other people who have no fucking idea what we're doing here. Yeah. That's the thing we're in. Mm-hmm. And when I really pop out all the way, I just see a bunch of people trying to make sense of reality and trying to get us to a better place. Mm. But the more I dive into spirituality, the more I recognize that like, that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. Like we are all in these different fields of study. We're all drawn to these things for very specific reasons. 
And my current understanding is that our soul essence kind of nudges us toward these things, mm-hmm. that we all have these aptitudes. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with just our biology. Yeah. There isn't just this like deterministic, because your parents believe these certain things, and because you were raised in this particular neighborhood, these are the aptitudes that, because this teacher, third grade teacher, you know, mm-hmm. because those things, that's why you want to be a scientist. I don't believe that. Yeah. There's, there's other things that drive us forward. There's this this beckoning call forward into something more that mm-hmm. feels more like us that often has nothing to do with our biology. Yeah. It makes no sense for me to be doing what I'm doing and to be so interested in the things that I'm interested in based on like being a Jehovah's Witness. It makes no mm-hmm. sense. I should be spinning in hopelessness and despair and, and waiting for God to come save us all, mm-hmm. but I'm not. And these truths have like kind of awakened within me and I think it's the same thing. And we're all in these various pockets of the collective and all playing our role. But if we don't stay in our lane, we're going to get distracted. Because the truth is everyone's working on the same truth. We're all trying to figure out what is this reality and how do we best function in it? Mm. And how do we make this better for everyone? And when you see that everyone's doing their part to make this world a better place and we stop making everyone villains, mm-hmm. then then we can be with everything. Yeah. And that's where things start to get really, really clear and and our job in that is just to be ourselves. If mm-hmm. life gets so fucking simple, mm-hmm. the more I dive into spirituality, the simpler life gets. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself, recognize that everyone's playing their role, recognize that everyone's primed for the world to wake up into this great sharing of information and, and the, these massive recognition of what we're really doing here, like this this awakened species that we're all trying to get to we don't have to get to it in this like 70 year window that we're alive. Like we're just doing our fucking part to press this forward as mm-hmm. much as we can. There is no sense making right now. Everyone is just doing their own thing. The more that we can stay in our lane, the more we contribute to us actually yeah. to us getting where, where we all want to get. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's where it's most helpful to look at all these narratives and go, you know what? That narrative is for that person. Mm-hmm. Like that narrative comes from an evangelical Christian or is for an evangelical Christian. And maybe that narrative actually helps them to, to, to fulfill what they're trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. That's how they're making sense of the world. Yeah. But we're popping into all of these other pockets of belief and we're not recognizing that it's coming from a different pocket of belief. Mm-hmm. We're not recognizing that the people who are praising Trump for, for specific reasons, like one of the pockets, they're praising him because they think that he's ushering in the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't recognize that when we go and we read this article that's just like, Trump did this great thing. And we don't recognize like the the other narratives and other things that are pressing, that are pressing like progressives forward. We don't recognize that it's their worldview yeah. and that that gets kind of just distributed out there and, and we don't have the same idea of what this reality even is mm-hmm. and if we don't remember that we get sucked up in narratives that aren't true for our world view yeah. and we lose ourselves we lose yeah. what we actually believe mm-hmm. yeah at the end of the day follow your own soul's energy trust yourself yeah you know it's the really really message. really simple over and over and over again mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah and hopefully every episode it gets clearer and clearer that that's true and that that's the way forward. Because mm-hmm. we're literally just going in and picking all of these little locks 
here's all of the reasons why people don't trust themselves. Here's all the reasons why people get lost. Here's all the reasons why people get swept up in something that isn't them. Mm -hmm. And if we can break, I mean, piece by piece, episode by episode, if we can break one at a time, then hopefully on the, on the receiving end, you're freer and freer every single time to be yourself and to Mm -hmm. know that you are trustworthy, to know that you don't need to have an answer to the evangelical Christian who believes this or to the atheist who believes that you don't need an answer to that. It's not, it's Mm -hmm. not your game to play here. It's funny. I even wonder if it's those people's games to play that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I just find that hard to believe. Find what hard to believe? That like that's what those people are here to do is to like run all those narratives. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I yeah. imagine I just feel like life is more purposeful than that yeah. and more creative. Now, this is all so new. The fact that we can even have the beliefs that we do is really, really new. So new. Like this science, it wasn't science and spirituality, it's science and religion. Like science and reason came in to uproot religion. Mm. But like we have these two huge pockets and science is trying to understand what this world really is from a physical perspective. They're trying to understand like what what are we actually doing here and how can we use logic and like testing to, to find out what's really real. Mm-hmm. Because for years religious leaders took control of everything Mm -hmm. and said, praise me, give me money and you'll be saved. And that's where people lived. So science broke down Mm -hmm. these crazy structures where there was still no truth, even though everything was like a religious utopia, whatever, Mm -hmm. there was still no truth. There was still no access to your own truth. You were still handing your power out externally. I even, even recently, Justin Bieber did a live with a, his pastor Mm -hmm. and, I only caught like a tidbit of it and it was like saying that you can only find forgiveness by going through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Everything in me was like, (laughs) yeah. like I was like, wait, this is still a narrative. Yeah. But I look back to the times and, but this is 2020. I know. (laughs) This is COVID 20. But I look back to like the year one. (laughs) Yeah. And those messages make a lot of sense. For someone who's holding the light and embodiment to be like, hey, like just follow this thing that I'm doing, mm-hmm. not this truth that all these other people are doing. Let me show you how to just be in this embodiment of your own truth and knowing and to trust yourself and to land these energetics and to recognize that you're connected to yeah. this massive interconnected web of divinity. Yeah. He says, I am God. And people are like, wait, that's not possible. How are you? How, you're a human. Mm-hmm. And that creates an opening for other people to recognize like, oh, I'm also a part of this massive interconnected mm-hmm. web of divinity. And I think yes. that's ultimately the that's message that comes from now. that, right? And that's, yeah, 2,000 years later, we're starting to realize this shit. Yeah. It's just like when I look at all these things playing out, the sequence of us getting closer and closer to truth is just remarkable. Mm. Remarkable. We've made so much more sense of what this reality is. The fact that there are people who are heavily rooted in science and Mm -hmm. reason and recognize that science is great for understanding this physical reality, Mm -hmm. who are also massively open to an interconnected web of divinity, that's crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) That makes no sense. Look at our history. There's no no reason why we should be here. We're already colliding. We're already sharing ideas. People all over the place are coming to this really, really grounded spiritual Mm -hmm. understanding. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want more of it. Oh, it's happening. (laughs) It's it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yeah. I want to see it too. I want to see it in our lifetime. I definitely didn't think I would see this. 
Mm-hmm. Like this is a huge window yeah. for even more collective awakening and mm-hmm. trusting pe- people, trusting their own inner knowing above all else. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know if I would see this in my lifetime or see a thing that would, that would catalyze it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be this like slow, steady progression. Like eventually we'd get UBI and then people would be like, oh, I'm always taken care of and safe. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you're still seeing it from externally. You're seeing it from the government with the power. Yeah. But like really what's here is that you're always taken care of and always supported no matter what. Yes. It doesn't matter if the government if, hands out a stimulus. It doesn't There's always matter be the way. numbers on your bank account either. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just doesn't. It fucking yeah. doesn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool that we get to see this play out like mm-hmm. real time because yeah. I didn't know that I that I would in my life. Yeah. I mean, what I think we're seeing all over the world is spiritual practitioners who have literally like gone through homelessness, who have yeah. like lived on the fucking streets or who have lived on people's couches, but found that peace and knowing and safety. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're seeing all of these people kind of share this truth. They're slowly opening up. It's like a mm. like a little rosebud, like <laughs> slowly opening. They're sharing their truth with people who haven't explored that at all. Yeah. And I love looking at this from the perspective of like these stages of awakening mm-hmm. of the first kind of thing we wake up into being survival based. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's the biggest thing up right now. Yeah. We're afraid that we're going to get this thing. Mm-hmm. We're afraid that people we love are going to get this thing. Mm-hmm. Core survival mechanisms are just being fired yep. left and right. Yep. And we're not allowed to go to our jobs. Yeah. Right? right? All of the things that, because we've, yep. for so many people on this planet right now, the way that they've been living life is if I do A, B, and C, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then I'm going to die. Yep. It's very, very unconscious. It's just our core survival mechanisms being adapted to the modern world. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if I go out and hunt, and I, you know, and I get enough food and I sit by this fire and not out in the cold. And, if, you know, that mm-hmm. used to be kind of the thing. Yep. It's the same thing. We've just gotten smarter. Yeah. So now it's like, well, if I go to my job and I follow this traditional path and I get a good job, you know, if I do da 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 and I make sure I show up at work on time and I make sure I play the game, then I'll be safe. And if not, then it's, it's like I'm out in the wild by myself. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's running so much. So A, B, and C are off the table right now. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Because for the first time, I think collectively in a really long time, if not ever, I've never seen anything like this before. All of the core mechanisms for survival, Mm -hmm. it's literally the paradigm of of what's running their lives is shaking up. And in that, I mean, there's a massive awakening potential. Some people are just going to go kind of crazy and they're going to ride this out as unconsciously as possible, stimulate their way through until things get back to normal and kind of block out this chunk. Other people are going to ride this opening into, oh, I can do other things. Like, mm-hmm. I I can start a business and I don't have to be reliant on this thing. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, I can like I can feel good regardless of what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. there's all of these yep. awakening things and oh, like I, I'm okay. I'm still okay. Mm-hmm. All of these core biological paradigms are breaking and shaking up. Yep. It's really cool. Really, really, really cool. I know. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's fun that like spiritual practitioners now get to kind of hold space for lots of other people and not be seen as totally crazy because mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Th- they're just so calm and chill. People are like, wait, how are you so calm and chill? Like, oh, it's that meditation yeah. thing I've been doing <laughs> for years. In comparison, yes. 
in comparison to the okay. to people who are like losing their jobs and just freaking the fuck out and have no idea where to turn. For sure. I look at I these spiritual that. communities, even like these huge Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. There's so many people supporting other people. They're like, I, I don't know what's going on. And they're like, oh, just breathe and meditate and listen to this track on YouTube and like mm-hmm. listen to these binaural beats. And like they're they're mm-hmm. showing up for people. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to watch it keep playing out. Mm-hmm. What are you feeling? <laughs> Well, I was just thinking you were giving people a lot of credit because I see a lot of spiritual people like still fucking spinning their wheels on nonsense. Yes. So I just feel like you're giving people a lot of credit. I'm giving people too much credit. Yeah. (laughs) Why does that bother you? (laughs) Because that's not what that's not my that's not how I'm experiencing this whole thing. Like I'm like, motherfucker, get back on track. What are you doing? That's how I feel a majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like, yeah, it's just hard to like consume other people's stuff because it just feels like littered with noise too. For sure. For so sure. So I was just, but I love that you're seeing the other end of it in those Facebook groups and seeing that people are helping and yeah. sharing. And and it's funny because to me, if I see that stuff, I'm like, oh God, that feels so noisy. We're just going to give people like binaural beats. Like I get that it's helpful, but like it just... Yeah. Do you remember when that stuff was helpful for you though? Is what I'm like, do you remember when those things and those meditation practices and like chant and do this? Like, do you remember when that was so fucking helpful to like calm down the mind and to recognize there's something else? Like what I'm not seeing. So let's refine this truth, right? This is good. I love pushback. What I'm not seeing is every spiritual person perfectly dropped into peace, radiating their soul's essence and speaking into the most cutting edge spiritual truths out there. That's not what I'm saying at all. I know. That's what I want to see. Of course. But that's not what we're, that's what we're doing. That's what we're (laughs) trying to press out into the world. We're trying to further adapt spirituality and saying, listen, we can go further than this. Mm -hmm. It's not just the set of practices. We can go further than this. There's truths that are far deeper than listen to this spiritual teacher, become his student, uh, like a student under the guru, and then meditate for 50 years. And then you'll find peace in your mind. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this deep interconnected web of consciousness that you can Mm -hmm. access at any fucking time. And for some reason, that's not the core of spirituality. Right. For some reason, that's that truth that is the core of everything is Mm -hmm. getting lost. That's what you and I are doing right now. Okay. But. And I would probably be annoyed if other people were saying. Of course, because anytime anyone says anything that you say, you want to have a new truth. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I always do. Yes, you're right. Because that's it. We're we're pressing the edges. That's yep. I'm like oh now that I'm like oh it. people are saying that. Okay, I already said that two weeks ago. What's the newer truth here? Yeah, uh-huh. you're designed for yeah. it. It's perfect. It's what I am way. saying is I'm coming down from this. There's a fundamental truth that I feel here. Okay. That everyone's playing their part. Yes. And when I come down from that, I mean, just slowly over the past like 20 minutes, we've been walking down piece by piece. Mm-hmm. Look at science and spirituality through the ages. Look at year yep. one and how these truths have distilled forward. Yeah. When I look, when I just zoom out past my fucking tiny little lens of my life, when I zoom out and just look at like the anthropological record, when I look at like just history, mm-hmm. Jesus, we're so far. We're so far. In comparison to even when your mom, right, yeah, was totally. was listening to the guy speak Latin facing the other direction. Yep. So far, there's a personal spirituality. I see those slivers really helping right now. Because gotcha. that pocket and that awakening that's been happening throughout the ages is 
it's mm-hmm. here. It's, it's inevitable. Yeah. The fact that people believe that there are beings or that there's intelligence or that there's truth outside of their biology or outside of the things that they typically believe or outside of like the traditional path, mm-hmm. that in itself is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so new. Yeah. So new. That's, That's what true. I mean. That's true. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Hmm. What's going on over there? Push back again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I was just thinking like, because it still feels like the same narrative of finding stuff outside of yourself in order yep. to anchor into your own truth. Yep. And like, I don't know, at what point do we kick over? Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I'm interested in. Like I, yeah. it's cool. Like I, I, all the modalities and you know, all the charts and all the things and mm-hmm. like to be affirmed in your all in your already knowing cool. Mm-hmm whatever but like again that's like seeking this external validation yep but like why can't we just already all embody what's actually here for us right now from this place of peace and calm from this place of not fucking killing each other anymore yeah fighting in wars and like all this nonsense like because you've been exclusively doing this for years this has been your core focus. You're on the far edge of this particular line of development. That's like a neuroscientist saying, why can't everyone just understand the synaptic connections in the brain and how they give rise to these thought patterns? And, and why can't everyone recognize the role of the hippocampus and the learn, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like, cause, cause you're, you're fucking doing that, you know? Like, come on, like Dr. Jim, Joe, <laughs> like, what, what do you, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, when you put it like that, I don't know. Yeah. Because I think the thing that's been, can I push on you a little yeah. bit? Yeah. I think the thing that's been here is that you have to be able to recognize that you have some fucking value and truth to deliver to the world that's uniquely yours. That like, this is your life's mission. You're seeing the value you have. You're seeing your life's purpose flicker before your very eyes at the messages that you have that other people currently don't for whatever reason. But I am like, you already have the goddamn message. Like that is my message is you already fucking know. Yes. And that message is new. But to me, it doesn't feel valuable. I know. And that's what's having to break (laughs) because the only way that you can make it not valuable is by making everyone wrong. Yeah. That's what I'd rather do. (laughs) 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 It's true. Yeah. Which is why it's so confronting when I go, oh no, 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 everyone's playing their part. Everyone's good. And like, I can, I can see that. Yeah. But if you, you have to bring it all the way down and when it lands all the way, your, your core soul trend right now, the thing that's most in conflict, it fucking fights it. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't believe for whatever reason that you have any value whatsoever. Right. Well, yeah. That piece of you. You know what's cool? Last night we were snuggling. <laughs> yeah. And I was like praying over you and I was laying and I was like, let any pieces that are occupied with anything that's like unconscious, whatever, let any pieces that are I knew you were where there are work. pockets. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> let any pieces where there are pockets of things that aren't her be transmuted and pulled out. 
and land in its place, her truest soul essence, a knowing of her life's purpose, a knowing of the things that she's really here to do and be. And it's cool. And I love that this is coming up now. <laughs> I love it. Because I think to everyone, it's so obvious how valuable you are. How valuable your like rants are. How valuable your fire is. Like, Why, why do you think people listen to it? If it was it just completely... Me. If everyone already believed those things, first off, you'd be saying something else. Yeah, for sure. But because that's that's what you're doing. You're pressing the edges of, of a truth. Mm. So there are going to be people listening to this that are already are in message sets with you. And I would love for all of you to reflect back to Miriam how potent her truth is. And how impactful her messages are and how unique her truth is. And even though her message is to trust yourself and to land in your truth, how that's actually a really novel thing. And how that's really new and really impactful. And I would love for if any, anyone listening out there feels called to do this, to share how Miriam has impacted you and how much value that she consistently gives just through her beingness. That to her is incredibly normal. But to everyone else, is just like, holy shit, like that's, that's very true. Wow, I didn't realize that I can go to myself and trust myself in this scenario or in this circumstance. I know. And in those moments, I want to say, what the fuck else were you doing? Like, who the fuck were you trusting? The people whose world we woke up into, completely unbeknownst to us what's happening, like the the world that we woke up into and the current that we like it's like we were born in a boat that's raging down these rapids and we have no idea what stillness is. We have no idea what it's like to just steer the boat off and go, Oh, I don't have to rage down these rapids. Because mm-hmm. we were born in the boat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like how how would we know to trust ourselves? What messages out there point us back to ourselves? Yeah. Just spirituality, which most people see as pseudoscientific, airy fairy ignorance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like truth to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, your truth barometer has always been one of your greatest gifts. So it's cool being able to, it's cool being able to watch you come online even more because this is it, right? I mean, this is this is what we're talking about. We have narratives externally and we have narratives fucking internally yeah. that we have to be able to recognize where they came from, why they're there. Mm-hmm. So we can see outside of them and go, you know what? I'm I'm of value. I came here for a reason. This mm-hmm. is my life's purpose is to be myself and radiate my essence out into the world. And of course I have something different than everyone else because it's not their message to share. It's my message to share. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why I'm here. If there was another soul that came to play my exact same role, then I probably wouldn't have had to come. Why would I, why would I in, in, why ever would I choose to come to earth if that role was already being played? Mm -hmm. It is really hard here. Why in the world would Mm -hmm. I choose to come here to play a role that someone else is already playing? It makes no sense. Mm -hmm. No sense. It reminds me of that scene from the bee movie, that cartoon where Jerry Seinfeld's the little bee. Mm -hmm. There's like these Mm -hmm. tickers running for the different jobs. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get that. I mean, I could say that to anybody else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to believe that. Uh Yeah. And this is, yeah, this is funny. Kirsten quoted me because my life's mission is to 
be it's like being Mm-hmm. And then I was like, people say, oh, my God, that must be so nice. And I said, it's fucking not. <laughs> and that's what she quoted me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God, what did I say? Funny. Because it just feels weird. It's like a weird life purpose and mission. I feel it as truth. And I feel like mm-hmm. that has validated a lot by having the external vali- validation yeah. of that system of gene keys and human design. And it also just feels confusing. Like, it's like. Mm-hmm. what like oh it's not pulling through like a whole comprehensive map for all of humanity to someday use in the next 500 to ten thousand years like it's not that like i'm not like that seems like that makes sense that feels like tangible but like mm-hmm. being feels so elusive yeah so that's where it's like that's where it gets that's where i get tangled yeah and I think it's easy to be with like being as I do nothing and yeah, I offer no value to the world. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's not what you're doing. No, I mean, I don't think I'm doing nothing. No, I but mean, I, you're, I can see the tie. I can see the correlation of the no value thing. I think you're very fundamentally offering value to the world through your embodiment and through the messages that to you feel like a no-brainer. And I would tell anybody else that, but it feels so hard to in yeah. embody internally. Yeah. And that's our fucking thing. I'm like, thing. this is so dumb. I'm literally like, this is it? I just be myself? Yes. <laughs> that's true for literally every person on the planet. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I can yes. say that to all of them. Yes. So for seven and a half <laughs> almost eight billion whatever people on this planet uh-huh. it's true but for the one person you it's not right yes <laughs> all right exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, man. i know i'm having to bump into lots of the same things like i realized that there's a big piece that's been running the show of trying to find external validation of all my teachings mm-hmm. where it feels very very exciting to have people externally validate that, oh, this feels really true. Because internally, I have a tough time being with the fact that I'm pulling this from thin air. Mm -hmm. Very hard time with that. From a mainstream psychological perspective, it seems fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. Just absolute lunacy. And I have all of these pieces of myself. And the message that I came through, that came through for me the other day, that I also pulled from fucking thin air, which is crazy. (laughs) is do you agree with you? Mm-hmm. And I realized that all of the external validation that I'm looking for, and really most of all of the the weird connections or things that I put up with or that I allow in my life, all of those things, all of that external validation or external seeking for anything goes away when I agree with me. But it's the hardest thing to do. And I think most people end up getting caught up in, very unintentionally, myself included, get up, end up getting caught in trying to convince everyone else of the truth that they can't convince themselves. Because mm-hmm. if everyone else can see it and everyone else validates that truth and go, oh, that feels like truth, mm-hmm. then that, that internal doubt can be lessened. Oh, like th- these are the people also agree with it. So, th- so maybe I'm, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this actually has some validity. But just like just getting rid of some doubt doesn't that's not it's not that useful yeah at the end of the day we have to be able to 
get on board with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to, to recognize that that's where so many of these external validation seeking things come from is that mm-hmm. we're not actually on board with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm having to realize like, do I agree with me? And the more that I sit with that, I come up right against my internal conflict. Mm-hmm. And all the things that have been bothering me so much externally, they kind of click back in and I'm like, fuck, this is just me. Like, this is my own doubt about the phenomena. This is my own internal insecurities about myself. These are all the reasons why I stop. These are all the reasons why I don't keep going. These are all the reasons why I don't speak my truth, why I'm scared to speak my truth, why I'm scared to be myself. It has nothing to do with anyone. It's just that I'm, that I'm scared. Yeah. And there's this, this message of self-love started to come through where it's like, that's self-love is recognizing the pieces of us that aren't allowing ourselves to be ourselves and nurturing them yeah, and just being calm and gentle with them. Mm-hmm. And recognizing like, oh, like I don't agree with me or I don't see value in myself mm-hmm. even though everyone else around me seems to. Why am I the odd one out? Like mm-hmm. what? Like I, I have all this proof of my truth being tr- my truth, at the very least being my truth, how can I just be with that and let that settle even more? And I think that's the discomfort that all this isolation is drawing us to. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the discomfort that we hit when we do pull away from the narratives. Mm-hmm. When we disconnect from all of these things, trying to figure out if that person's truth is true, and we come back to ourselves, we're, we're hit like hard with these truths of, oh, here's what I actually believe and I don't entirely agree with it. Mm. And I think that's the conflict that ultimately we're all trying to move through. Mm-hmm. And that that is how we progress forward. That is how we grow. That's our evolutionary edge. That's how we mm-hmm. serve the planet. That's how, that's how we do all of this is by first landing our soul essence into our body and then radiating that out to mm-hmm. the world. But landing our soul essence in our body means nurturing the conflict of everything else. It means being with the pieces that don't think we're valuable, that don't think we have anything good to say. Being with that, recognizing it as untruths recognizing where it comes from mm-hmm. and going, I'm going to be with you, but you're not running the show. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. coddle you while I continue to run the show. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see through life's experiences mm-hmm. that you're not true. Mm-hmm. You're going to see through life's experiences that you can let go of this, that, that you mm-hmm. don't need to believe that you're completely inadequate cognitively. Like I believe somehow, or that you don't share valuable truth and there are a leading edge embodiment for, for spiritual practitioners to be able to model and aspire to, like it's so obvious from the external mm-hmm. for you to look at me and for me to look at you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like the conflict that has nothing to do with anyone else. It's just, mm-hmm. we have to come back to this thing internally and go, okay, now I need to be with me and like nurture this piece of me that thinks I'm full of shit. Mm-hmm. Nurture this piece of me that thinks that, uh, that I'm a total sham. Nurture this piece of me that thinks that my essence isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think what we're, what we're ultimately doing here. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> so I love you, Beaters. I love you too. Thanks for letting me push you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're both learning that lesson right now. Mm-hmm. And that's our big edge because we're pressing into more and more expansion. Mm-hmm. Speaking louder, mm-hmm. bolder, being more of ourselves, being even more relaxed into ourselves. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of you, Beaters. Mm, Thanks for putting words to it. You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) I don't even know what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just know that it feels like 
silly or something or like yeah just all the things that you're angry with that's your life's mission and work what do you mean everything that you see out there that's inefficient that's terrible that is stupid that's dumb Mm -hmm. those are the things that you're here to help inform through your beingness Mm -hmm. and by speaking your truth yeah i feel that i know it's like through through sharing these stories and Mm -hmm. like then maybe whoever's ever listening notices like oh they're doing that at my target too <laughs> like yeah. that's fucking weird yeah. yeah and then maybe that creates like a new way to think of like getting in the elevator and you're like wait a second that's weird now too and like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 i know it's so it's so it's just weird that it's so not a taught thing like it's not a module like it's not this isn't well it can be i can make it one (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) i have no interest in doing that i guess Mm -hmm. which is also part of it but it's just it's through like i remember my friend years ago i told her husband not at the time maybe boyfriend i don't know what he was uh fiance (laughs) i was like oh yeah i just don't think you have to work hard in life and I just like said that and it like rattled around in his brain and like they mm-hmm. got home and they were laying in bed and he was like, you know, that Miriam, like she said, you don't have to work hard in life. And, and my friend was like, I knew she got you with mm-hmm. that one. Yeah. But I didn't even think twice about what I was even saying. I was just saying what I thought was true. Like it just didn't make sense to me that we were like working so hard. Like for what? <laughs> like it just mm-hmm. didn't. I know that's like a Gary V narrative and like, that's like a thing. There's a lot of people that like really are, you know, yeah. hard pressed on the hard work thing. Yeah. But it's not obvious. It's just obvious to you. Right. Because your soul's essence has a very unique set of values that allow you to defy authority that allow you to press off of convention and to, to further prototype truths that might be truer to explore all of the other options and to look for truth and to pull through your intuitive knowing to find truths that are even truer that's how your soul's just designed yeah. that's the thing that your soul's just just came in with oh my God, it can't it's get your enough radical of it. essence yeah yeah but other people didn't bring that specific set of values to the planet they yeah, came with else. yeah they came with how do we preserve what works Mm-hmm. Or how do we rage at the things that suck? Oh yeah, you know there, oh, there's God. people that that came in the with patriarchy? these various. I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Totally, <laughs> it's a waste of time. <laughs> My not so humble <laughs> opinion. I cannot stand that shit. I'm like, we all created the patriarchy. All right, let's just get on board with that and yes. just. Mm. It's just the structure of civilization. Yeah. So like, let's make new structures. Yeah. Let's just stop bashing on men, please. I can't. But yes, these things that seem so obvious to you are obvious to you because you've sat with them for a really long time. But the moment that you recognize that it's not obvious to everyone else and that's your gift that you brought to the planet, everything changes. And that's the realization that's landing more and more. Mm -hmm. But it requires a level of self-love, not in like a, I'm going to take a bubble bath kind of way, but in like a, I'm going to nurture this piece of my body that's terrified and doesn't believe this at all kind of way, which I just felt you doing right now. Mm. Like you're also further embodying and modeling these layers of self-love 
where you are turning inward and you're going, you know what, I actually do see evidence of the opposite. I actually do see evidence that this isn't actually true, that my soul's truth is actually valuable and you're nurturing and you're in a way speaking this out loud to your body Mm -hmm. and informing your body like, hey, you remember this? Mm -hmm. Hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? And bit by bit, your body's learning that you actually are of immense value and that you always have been Mm. and you're seeing your soul's truth. Like this is that, that self-love that, that creates even mm-hmm. more expression. Mm. It's a great, great job. I think I'm going to throw up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end. Great. Yeah. I love that we went here. Thank you for being willing to go here. We like almost ended the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm glad that we didn't mm-hmm. because what really feels here, I thought it was just, let's shake up the narratives and let people go, right? Mm-hmm. But what feels here now through this whole arc, and if you've stayed with us this, this whole time, congratulations. You're welcome, <laughs> is what he meant to say. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I say. If you've stayed with us this whole time, we follow this arc of starting to break some of the narratives by exploring the opposite. Hey, everyone has all these agendas. We're, we're identifying all these things. We're picking the lock, but then where do we go from there? Mm -hmm. And where we go from there is coming back to the thing that's really here for us. Mm -hmm. And lots of the reason why we are getting so sucked up in these narratives is because we're looking for external solutions to our internal conflict. We're looking for someone to say the thing that we already believe to be true so that we can prove it to be true to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And if we disconnect from everything and just come back, the only person that can truly acknowledge our truths as true are us. Mm -hmm. It's the only person that can acknowledge that our truths are true. So it's disconnecting from the narratives and coming back to Mm self-love, coming back to nurturing our body and acknowledging our soul's truth as true. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can do that and just be gentle with it, we don't need to, to pop anything. We don't need to work our way there. Just these gentle moments, like I think you just did so well, my love. Mm-hmm. these gentle moments and reminders of just being in the discomfort and staying there every <laughs> moment we're in the discomfort it's moving mm-hmm. every single moment we can be with it it's moving and even if we only be with it for 10 seconds we just move 10 seconds of massive energy and we all know how much energy can move in 10 seconds yeah. every single moment that we're with that that is self-love every moment we're with our own internal conflict that is self-love and that self-love creates a internal revolution where we get to land our soul's essence into our body where we get to acknowledge and become and embody more of who we actually are and who we Mm -hmm. came here to be. And that's where we start to create our own narrative internally. And those narratives start to ripple. Those truths start to ripple. Our embodiment starts to ripple. Mm -hmm. And especially for spiritual people out here, we are absolutely here to help the world acknowledge soul. But in order to do that, we have to acknowledge it first. All right. So much love to y'all. We will talk to you next week. Yeah. Anything or else later you want to say? Week. Later this week. Are we still going to do Fridays? I think we should. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> should or? I think we will. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this quarantine thing is just moving so fast. You know, it's hard <laughs> to tell where we're going to be at, but you'll see it. Just stay subscribed. Check in every once in a while. Check in on Friday. Should be there. And if it's not, then check in again a couple <laughs> few days later. <laughs> then you just got to wait. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just kind of follow the energy with it. It's nice to not be so rigid and yeah. Yeah. I agree. So thanks for 
Thanks for if listening. You're to listening. This, long this is ass a podcast. much longer episode than normal. How long is it? Two uh, hours? An hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day. Adios. <laughs> <laughs> and here's to remembering more of who we really are. Bye for now. Bye. Up to this grounded existence left by soul where the world stands witness. In my mind, I'm all alone, stuck in time. But in my soul, I always know I am more.